And good morning, one and all. Welcome into the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. It is a fall football weekend again, and with me is Bryce Payne on the board. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, everybody else out there. Uh, Doug, I hope you're doing well this morning. How's the rowing going? Uh, rowing is going. It's not as going as like I want it to, but it's going. Remind everybody out there your goal for the year was. Yeah, it was a mil- it's a million meters uh, for 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 the year, but it's I'm I'm obviously behind. Yeah, are you halfway? I am um, a little over. Okay. All right, but that's uh, still I got to catch up. <laughs> still, still admirable that you're still sticking to it. Uh, you know, so many people have those New Year's resolutions, and that lasts them about a week. So you're still plugging away every morning. So that's that's good. I'm glad to see that, and uh, we'll look forward to the next milestone. Then, what's the next milestone? Seven hundred thousand, six hundred thousand? <laughs> yeah, I guess right. I don't know. Right. I haven't thought that far ahead. All right. Well, you know what? We missed Doug. A grand opportunity here. One of the things that you and I have in common is not necessarily what news channels we listen to or anything, but it's football. You and I are both avid football fans, particularly around college football. And you come from a, uh, a Navy background. You served in the Navy as a fighter pilot. Thank you for that, by the way. And I come from an Air Force family. I even went to high school on the Air Force Academy grounds. And uh, so I went to all those games when I was young. And we neglected the opportunity to bet some coinage last week on the Air Force-Navy game. Yeah, we did. Uh, You know, I guess it's because I'm not an academy grad, but um, I do, you know, follow the midshipmen and and certainly like to see them win. But... um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess they didn't win this time. Who, yeah, who won that one? I think the Air Force. The Air Academy. Force. Ah, oh, that's right. The Air Force did win that one. I mean, and it was in it was at Navy's uh, grounds. Yeah, 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 Annapolis. I just had an awful football weekend. You did because oh, you're gosh. the other team. You your your alma mater, the Pirates, that East was Carolina. A, that was a heartbreaker. That, that was, was close. A, that was a heartbreaker. I was I was really pulling for you guys to upset them, but uh, and then the Packers. They they were. A, they were a total embarrassment. Yeah, total. That was I. I had no trouble excuse. watching. I had trouble watching that whole game. It certainly looked like what uh, you and I have discussed. This what Aaron Rodgers was doing. Had to you had to wonder was is this deliberate because he never does that badly, and he's had a lot of off season um, iration with the um, with his management and with the Packers. So you had to wonder is he is he kind of uh, blowing some steam off here and purposely not having things go their way. You know, that's very interesting because during the game, Kate, I, I texted KC and uh, told him congratulations on his Vikings for coming back and, and almost winning. And then he texted me later in the game, right after my son did, both asking, is Aaron doing this on purpose? <laughs> so I wasn't, the, I wasn't the only one feeling that. Yeah, yeah. well, the only – Broncos won. Hey, I'm always happy to see the Broncos win. But uh, my alma mater, CU, University of Colorado, why it's University of Colorado and they call it CU – that's a question for the ages. It should be UC. But um, they almost beat Oklahoma, who has the mm. second longest winning streak. And you know how long it's been since CU beat a top 10 team? Mm, no idea. 14 years. Really? 14 years, 2006. Wow. So, uh, yeah. But, you know, overall, I'll take my week of football over your week of football. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> and there was, something, there was something that you texted me the other week, and I meant to bring it up. But you, this kind of got a little chuckle out of me, and I think our listeners will appreciate this. You and uh, Sherry, your wife, uh, tried to head up to uh, Mount Mitchell the other week. Oh, yeah. And what, <laughs> Labor Day what weekend. happened with that? Dummy. Labor Day weekend. Holy cow. 
I didn't even think that there would be so many people going that we couldn't even get into the park. So you drove that? How far of a drive was that for uh, you? It was about an hour and a half. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we drove over there, and uh, they cars were pulled off the road. They had a sign open, park park estimated opening is 1 p.m. So we said, okay. So we drove down to another place, turned around, came back, and then they had changed the sign to say estimated opening 3 p.m. Oh. So we said, okay, we're done. We're going back. <laughs> well, so I guess, you, do you make your reservations? I mean, inform the people out there if they want to go to any of these uh, parks. What, well, what do they need to do? Right now, I know for a fact that grandfather, you still have to make reservations. Now, Mount Mitchell, you don't, but... But it's a don't crap. It's go, a crap shoot. Don't go on Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Okay. So that's part of it as well. Yeah. Or in any beautiful weekend, perhaps yeah, as well. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, sorry you didn't get to go into uh, Mount Mitchell. I've never been there myself, but uh, I, I would like to see it. So we're going to dip into our mailbag here again. Uh, and before we do that, of course, we want to give a shout out to uh, just like yourself, all of those who put on the uniform for our um, men and women in uniform out there. Thank you very much. We here at the Wealth Guardians are always uh, thinking about you, and we appreciate the sacrifices that you and your family make. So uh, thank you for your service to the country. And Doug, thank you for your service to the country. And Uncle Scott, thank you. Mom, thank you. And uh, my stepdad, John, thank you for your service to the country. And uh, anybody else out there, thank you. So we're going to dip into our mailbag here, and it's it, it seems like we're doing listener questions a lot, Doug, but there's so many of them coming in, and they're good ones that we, we can't ignore these. So we yeah. might be doing this a little bit more than once a month at this point, but we... We people are out there listening. They appreciate the advice that we give, and they reach out to us. We can't just ignore them. So um, that's specifically like this first one. Okay. Well, this is Angie in uh, Pufftown, and she said Pufftown. Pufftown. Okay. So well, they need to spell it that way then. <laughs> so Angie in Pufftown says. I want to start a business for baking and designing custom wedding cakes, and I'd like to put an addition on my home to give me the space to do this. Should I take the money from IRAs or get a business loan of some sort? Angie, how about a partner? Listen, my son got married in April, and he was telling me the price of these wedding cakes. Ah. I could not believe it. Angie, I think this is a wonderful idea. I mean, the price, $700 for a cake. That is not what Bell and I are going to be spending next year. <laughs> I can tell you that. I, I was blown away. No, in all seriousness, Angie. Um, it depends. It does depend. Um, I don't like the idea of taking money out of an IRA to start a business, although I've seen it done before. In fact, years and years and years ago, I had a client who basically just emptied his IRA uh, to help build the infrastructure of a development that he was doing, and uh, he turned into a multimillionaire by doing that. So it can work. It can work. There's one bit of information here that Angie did not give us that we would absolutely have to know. Mm-hmm. Angie, how old are you? Exactly. Because you know you can't touch your IRA money until you're 59 and a half. So if, Angie, you are 50 or 55 or anything less than 59 and a half, that would really start leaning the uh, the decision and do not touch your IRA money because you're going to be penalized by the IRS for doing that. Doug, I'm not aware of an exemption from the 59 and a half rule mm-hmm. for IRA withdrawals just for a business loan. No, there, there's not. And, okay. and honestly, Angie, I think my first steps would be to uh, – to go the business loan route or um, ask me to be your partner. 
<laughs> well, you, uh, business loans or like all loans right now, the interest rates on those are lower than what they traditionally have been. So, Angie, a way to look at the math is if your investments are earning a certain percentage rate, if they're averaging, say, 6 7%, something like that, and you can get a business loan at 4% or 3%, then perhaps that uh, that's your answer right there is you'd, you'd rather take the uh, low-rate interest loan than uh, take some of your investments that are earning more than that. But we can help. There's a lot of other puzzle pieces here that we have to consider. And uh, if you talk to a financial planner who's got the right software, like we happen to here at the Wealth Guardians, we would be able to put all those puzzle pieces together and show you each way what that means to your long-term nest egg. Does does doing one over the other make a significant difference 10, 15, 20 years down the line? Because after all, your IRA money is your retirement money. Now, if you're your own boss and you are uh, making cakes and you like doing that, you might not have any immediate retirement plans, but you're probably not going to be doing that at age 85. And uh, so there's a lot of things to consider on this. And Angie, you can give us a call, 336-391-3409. We'd be happy to uh, take a look at that for you. Doug? Yeah, just before we move on, I just want to uh, make a quick announcement. You know, in the news this past week, uh, the Biden administration was talking about their uh, new tax plan. And it just so happens... We have a Taxes and Retirement Workshop coming up. Just in time. On September the 30th at 6.30 and then October the 5th at 6.30, all in the Broyhill at Clemens, like all of our workshops have been. So we're going to be covering taxes and retirement. We're going to be covering some of the new Biden proposals, and they are proposals at this point. Um, So come and and listen, and and I think you might learn a thing or two, especially how taxes can affect you in retirement and how you can unknowingly increase your tax bill. So um, call us at 336-391-3409, or you can go on our website and um, click the Events tab and register. And that's 336-391-3409. You can also visit us, like Doug said, at thewealthguardians.com and register that way. You do have to register. The space is uh, somewhat limited, but that, like Doug said, is in Clemens, North Carolina, just outside of Winston-Salem at the Broyhill Building, where our offices are. So we're going to tackle more of these uh, mailbag questions from our listeners, but we do have to hit a break here, and we've got a trivia question, and I am pretty much guarantee you we are not going to stump Doug this week, but let's see if we can stump you out there. Doug, on September 15th, 2008, this financial institution filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. It claimed $639 billion in assets and $613 billion in liabilities. This was the largest bankruptcy filing in U.S. history. What company was it? Hmm. Okay. All right, Two come to mind. Two come to mind. All right. Folks, stick around. Let's see if Doug picks the right one of those two. Hang out. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Folks, thank you for sticking around through the break. I know you want to get to that trivia question and see if we stumped Doug this week or if we didn't stump Doug. We, we got a chance at it, folks. But before we get to that trivia question answer, I want to uh, just ask everybody out there, are you five to seven years from retirement? If so, do you want to confirm that you're making the best decisions for your retirement? 
I would hope the answer to that is yes. Well, then, if the answer to both of those questions were yes, I've got good news for you. We here at the Wealth Guardians offer a no-cost, no-obligation second review so you can learn how to retire the job and keep the paycheck. Whether you've already got a financial plan in place or you've never had a financial advisor at all, we can help you. We can meet you where you're at and see if you're on track for retirement. But the ball is in your court. You do have to pick up the phone and give us a call, 336 391-3409. 331 or you can reach out to us at thewealthguardians.com. Now, before also I get to the trivia question answer here, um, since we do have some seminars coming up this month that we alluded to in the, uh, in the first segment, I want you to visit our website, thewealthguardians.com. And you can do this at any point. There's lots and lots of good information and videos and and helpful stuff on our website. But from the homepage, if you scroll over the events tab and then click on live events, that is what's going to take you to our upcoming events. And if you've been listening to this show or any of our shows, you know that we almost always have upcoming live events. And right now we've got the two that Doug mentioned. We'll talk about them later here in the show as well. We've got two coming up on taxes and retirement. But that's where you can find those, and you, there's a little register button there. You can click on that as well. So that's thewealthguardians.com. Scroll over the events tab and then click on the live events. Now, to get to the trivia question, here we go. Let's see who out there got it and who didn't. On September 15th, 2008, Doug, this financial institution filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. It claimed $639 billion in assets and $613 billion in debt, leaving it only about $25 billion in assets. This was the largest bankruptcy filing in U.S. history. What company am I talking about? Doug? Well, you know, there was a lot of financial institutions that went un- under during that period of time, but there were. this one, I believe, is Lehman Brothers. You got it. Ding, 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 folks. Once again, there's not a chance in heck that we can stump Doug <laughs> when it comes to financial questions like this. So this was the Lehman Brothers, Doug, very good, was the fourth largest investment bank in U.S. at the time, had 25,000 employees, and uh, they were heavily invested in mortgage-backed securities, which were obviously laid in themselves with subprime mortgages, which is what started going under in 2007, 2008. Lehman Brothers, this is an interesting fact. Lehman Brothers started as a general store mm-hmm. in 1844 in Montgomery, Alabama, and farmers paid for their goods from this general store with cotton, which got them into the cotton trade. And then when one of the Lehman Brothers passed, they branched out into um, other commodities as well, which led them to being one of the top uh, investment banks in the U.S. They survived during that time the railroad bankruptcies of the 1800s, the Great Depression, two world wars, the Russian debt default of 1998. So these guys had their hands in a whole bunch of pies at various times and managed to survive them all until it came to mortgage-backed securities and 2000. So that's a piece of trivia I did not know. I didn't know that either. I had to look that up. But that's yeah. how that's hmm. how it got started as a general store. So folks out there, if you got that right, excellent job because Doug barely got it right. He he had who was the other company you were thinking of, Doug? Wachovia. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a good lead into our next question though. Okay. Well, here is our next question. We're going back to our mailbag here and we're pulling out Erico from Louisville. And Erica, or is it Erico? I'm sorry. That might be a typo. I'd say Erica. Erico or Erica in Louisville. Louisville. 
I, I cannot get any of these names in this area right, even though I've lived here for years. I've dabbled in trading options in my IRA over the years. I can tell this is going to be a question for Doug. I've dabbled in trading options in my IRA over the years, but never had the time to master it. I'm retiring in a year and feel that once I have more time to spend on it, I'll be able to meet all of my retirement income needs this way. Is that a reasonable assumption? Well, I'll tell you, um, you ask that question to most advisors and they'd say you're crazy. I'm not going to tell you that. I will tell you this. It's possible. You haven't told me enough information mm -hmm. about yourself to tell you if it's possible in your case. But what you did tell me is this. You dabbled. You haven't mastered it. You need to master this stuff. You need to learn technical analysis inside and out. You have to learn what MACD is doing, stochastics are doing, what price is doing on the Bollinger Bands, and when to execute the trade and when to get out of the trade. There is a lot to it. It's a full-time job. Now, I will tell you this. I do this myself, but I sell options against a cash position. You know, 90% of people who buy options lose money. But 90% of the people who sell options make money. Big, big, big difference. So the answer is it's possible, but you got to put the work in. Would you consider yourself a master at this point, Doug? Just being humble, being truthful. I never consider myself a master in anything. That's why I study all the time. Okay. So even you've been doing this for decades. Don't consider yourself a master. You have not relied on this as your source of income. For no, retirement. No, no, no. Okay. Now you walk into my office all the time. I've usually got a chart yeah. pulled up oh, I'm yeah, looking you, at. You've got those tech charts up all the time, which uh, I still need to uh, learn more about those. But um, Erico or Erica, it's a great question. I would notice that one of the things that uh, we would want to start asking ourselves is how much do you have saved for retirement and what kind of income do you need to produce off of your investments? So if there's a large percentage that you need to have coming in off of your lump sum, that's going to be a trickier gamble. But if you can get by with only a two, three, four percentage return on your investments on a yearly basis, and that satisfies your earning needs or your expense needs in retirement, then there's a, a better shot at, at doing that. But you, you definitely need, as Doug says, you need to become a master at this first. Please do not go into something like this on a hunch and think, okay, I think I know enough now because Doug and I have seen our share of people come through here who should have well over a million dollars to invest in retirement, and they've got a fraction of that because they made some bad investment decisions. One other thing I'll add, Bryce, is this. The trend is your friend. Don't ever trade against it. And I am watching what I think is a trend turn now. You want to elaborate on that at all or? Maybe next week. Next week. Okay, very good. All right. So Erica, Erico, thank you for your question. Uh, let's move on now to Christopher in Winston-Salem. And Christopher right now in our own backyard here says, Bryce and Doug. Oh, he said Bryce first. I'll be <laughs> turning. this is your question. <laughs> all right. I'll be turning 70 at the beginning of next year. All right. And I'm annoyed that I have to start taking money out of my IRA because I won't even need it. I'm sure you have some tips for circumventing this rule. What are they? All right. So, Christopher, the first thing I notice here is that you say you're turning 70 at the beginning of next year and that you're annoyed you'll have to start taking money out of your IRA. What you're referring to there is RMDs, required minimum distributions, which traditionally 
you had to start taking out at 70 and a half. However, last year, and Christopher, sounds like you might not be aware of this, you no longer have to take them out at 70 and a half. They've changed that age to 72 last year with some of the tax changes. So you've got another two years to go before that happens. It's not 72 and a half. But let's let's put that part aside. And so there's some good news for you that you can delay your annoyedness for a few more years, Christopher. <laughs> when that day does come, do we have any tips for circumventing this rule? Uh, yes and no. Um, there are ways to pay Uncle Sam as little as you are obligated to that just taking your RMDs out in the regular fashion might not allow you to do. But there's a couple of techniques that if you plan for them early enough that you can get around RMDs to some degree. One of those is called Qualified Charitable Distributions which if you are prone to giving any money to uh, charities, there's a way to do that out of your RMDs that will avoid the tax implications of taking those RMDs out. And another one that uh, Doug and I are big supporters of are uh, IRA to Roth conversions over the years. And if you have retired and you haven't filed for Social Security yet, that can be a key time to doing your IRA to Roth conversions because that is a taxable event, doing the conversion in the year that you do it, at your current tax rate. Well, if you have what are called the gap years in there, Christopher, uh, between when you've retired and when you file for Social Security, those can be prime years to do, not the only years, but prime years to do IRA to Roth conversions, which means you might be saving yourself some taxes down the road and minimizing how much you have to take out in RMDs later. Doug, what did I leave out there? I'm still wondering about annoyedness. Is that an English word or is that a Colorado word? It's a Celtic word. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. You and I both have some roots back over that way. So Annoyedness. <laughs> annoyedness, I yes. learn something new every day with you. <laughs> Just stick with me. You'll keep learning stuff. All right, Christopher, thank you for the question. We appreciate that. Um, but as far as avoiding RMDs altogether, can't happen. We're not going to tell you that there's a way to do that. And there have been some firms that have tried that, and they have gotten – some notifications from the IRS uh, to come in and talk to them. So we're not going to be one of those guys. Uh, Our next question comes from Colleen in Greensboro. And Colleen says, Doug. Hmm, My question now. Okay. It just says, Doug, I'm probably not what you consider a very savvy investor. I've always saved a lot uh, for the last 35 years, and I have a pretty big 401k balance, but I really have no idea how I should be investing my current dollars or my future savings. Have I significantly handicapped myself by not having more knowledge about how the investing world works? Colleen, great question. And since you said Doug, we're going to let Doug answer this one. But I'll tell you, no, you have not handicapped yourself. I I agree, Bryce. I I think probably what she's been doing all this time is dollar cost averaging into her funds. And, uh, you know, while you're working, that's been, uh, you know, that's been on your side. That's been in your favor. You know, what most people have a problem with is when they get to that retirement red zone or they retire, they don't know how to take this big chunk of money and turn it into an income stream to replace their paychecks. Well, that's where you and I come in and and solve that problem for them. So, you know, I think you've done a great job. Certainly, if you want to learn more about the markets and investing, do so. I encourage all of our clients to do that. But uh, the other thing I'd offer you is to come in for some free advice and let us do some retirement planning for you and show you how to – you know, retire from the job, but keep that paycheck. And all, all, all you have to do, Colleen, is reach out to us, 336-391-3409. 
That's 336-391-3409. You can also visit us at thewealthguardians.com and reach out to us that way. But I'll piggyback just for a second on what Doug said in that, no, you have not handicapped yourself by not understanding the world of investments. I don't feel that I've handicapped myself health-wise by not knowing all the things that my wife knows who's in the meta, the uh, healthcare field. But I know when I need to see a doctor. I know to go to a doctor and say, hey, I, I'm here for my annual checkup or something's hurting and whatnot, and I don't try to answer those questions myself. And that's where a financial professional comes in in the same way. You don't have to know the answers. You just have to know that you need to go some go see somebody who does have the answers, Colleen. And again, 336-391-3409 is the easiest way for you to get in front of that professional who has those answers for you. Doug, I uh, we've got to go here. It's, uh, it's football time again. I do wish you and all of your teams the best of luck uh, this weekend, better luck than last weekend at least. And um, you have a good weekend. And folks, everybody else out there, you have a good weekend as well. And we will see you here same time, same channel next weekend.